0: de Minas de California Weather headlines for today, yes
1: Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell.
0: Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast. where We members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to talk about augmented reality and its trends. Joining us is Faisal Galaria, the CEO at Blipper, the leading technology and content platform specializing in augmented reality or AR Flip is leading the way for three-dimensional digital revolution. Their SaaS tools and in-house studio are designed to empower everyone from better developers to advanced creatives and brands to create, experience, and share AR that is accessible from anywhere in this world and accessible directly in the mobile browser. So far this week, Faisal and I have talked about democratization of augmented reality, and today we're going to wrap up our conversation by talking about and predicting AR adoption and monetization in the future. Okay. Okay. Here's my conversation with Zal Galaria, the CEO of Blipbar. Welcome back to the podcast. Great to be here again. All right. So as the CEO of an augmented reality SaaS platform, I imagine that predictions are a really important part of your job.
1: You know, we've been predicting the um, mass market opportunity around augmented reality for a number of years. And so, y- yes, we've been, you know, we've been waiting for the t- tipping point, and I think it's just about to happen. So talk to me about heuristics. What are the
0: things that you're looking at that will indicate the beginning of that tipping point? What are the things that maybe the average household would expect to say, yes, that's it. That's the beginning of augmented reality being a day-to-day part of my life.
1: If you think about it from the household perspective, as we talked about on the last episode, there's about a billion AR impressions happening per day already. And so in many ways, this is not something that's going to happen. It's already happening in a in a very meaningful way, especially amongst the Gen Z community. I think what's going to happen next is with the launch of AR glasses, which are rumored by Facebook and Apple and others to be around the corner, that's going to take the always-on AR experience to a new level. And I think that will usher in a new type of of AR where it will be much more ubiquitous. In the same way as we all carry a mobile phone today, I think we're on a path to all carrying AR glasses at some point, and that will allow us to have a very different type of AR experience, which is pushed towards us as opposed to the AR experience today, which is you have to pull your phone out, scan a QR code, or or push a, a URL or, or a display ad and actually choose to engage in an AR experience as opposed to it being around you all
0: the time. And you mentioned this yesterday, the tectonic plates not quite coming together in the timing that we expected in the past. And I think the cell phone analogy is a really good one in the sense that there were predecessor technologies that came together that really helped make the smartphone the ubiquitous tool that we all think about today. And that includes things like your iPod and the ability to play music, but there was compression technology underlying that and the way that files were compressed, the way that people actually interacted with and downloaded music, if you will. You have the underlying cell technology, which had been around for 30 years or so, and then you had the increasing processing capacity of your average computer and the shrinking of the average platform down to the point that these three things could come together. I have just really pissed off some engineer who knows a better way to describe what I just described. But at the end of the day, there were multiple technologies that had to come together. What are some of the underlying technologies for augmented reality, particularly around the hardware itself? What are some of those things that already exist? And you pointed it out, we're already doing a billion interactions per day. What are some of those things that already exist that just need to come together from a hardware side?
1: So one of the things that has held AR back you know, since he was pioneered by Blipper in 2011, was the first generation of cell phones had processors which weren't able to handle augmented reality. The screens were good enough for video, but not really good, good enough for augmented reality. And camera technology has improved so much in the last 10 years. You know, these days, A new smartphone typically has three cameras on board, and the latest smartphones also have LiDAR technology on them as well. When you combine that with 5G, the, the, the latest telecommunications network standard, which has 100 times the bandwidth of 4G and 10 times less latency, then four g to me it's obvious that we don't need a hundred times the bandwidth of four g to do more facebook or to do more more netflix. It works those things work really well on 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 four g so what this is about is allowing the the telecoms networks to go to this experiential type of experience, which is three d and immersive and really takes, takes advantage of the capability, not only of the devices, be they mobile phones or AR glasses, but also of this massive telecommunications pipe that's increasingly being rolled out in various countries around the world.
0: And that's great. That's a really good summary. So we have LiDAR, which is a part of the technology we see here in Silicon Valley, lots of self-driving cars wandering around, but that's a good example of how LiDAR technology is being deployed currently. We have the introduction of 5G networks, which means that effectively you're going to be in a spot where you have a greater likelihood of being able to actually interact with a brand, in this case, with that commercial use case in a way that's not, I don't know, going to make you feel seasick or make you turn off the technology. In other words, those lags are going to be less present. I imagine that was a part of the issue with Google Glass. Then finally, camera tech also, by the way, probably getting perfected with self-driving vehicles. Those three things coming together really are going to be the things that we would say, yes, that's going to be the tipping point for the technology itself.
1: Absolutely. And we've already seen during lockdown the increasing acceptance of, of QR codes as well, which has been a real trigger for acceptance of, of AR. And you're increasingly seeing QR codes not only on FMCG packaging, but we're seeing it in every restaurant. And every restaurant you know, has a QR code-enabled menu but in an AR world, rather than just seeing the menu, you'd see all the food in 3D and be able to scan through the menu and actually see each plate and each starter and each main course. And that's why seeing it in in 3D, actually in front of you, makes makes engagement and conversion much better than you know, just seeing something in a in the written form on a, on a menu.
0: What about uh, you know, we talked a bit about this yesterday? Passive versus active. We talked about the internet and how we have series and Alexas now that are kind of passively listening in. But I bring that up because not a lot of us would look to that technology, those capabilities, those platforms, and say they're getting it right. In other words, our experiences. I mean, there's there's entire comedy routines based on series' incapable nature of understanding context and the natural language processing necessary to get context. Is that another enabling technology that's currently keeping people behind? in terms of augmented reality, or are there other systems for interacting via things like Google Glass, et cetera?
1: You know, there's context awareness is is going to be really, really important because of course, in terms of the amount of information that could be presented to you when you're watching TV or when you're cooking, if you're cooking, you might want some instructions or a a video to be presented to you in, in augmented reality. And what you perhaps don't want is this week's shopping list to be presented to you. So understanding the context is going to be really, really important. But also, there's going to be a number of competing platforms that want your attention using the, in that always-on AR glasses experience. And whether that's Facebook or, or Google or, or Apple or Uber or whoever it is, there's going to be a potentially a lot of demand for your, your attention. And because that's always on, context awareness should help navigate that to make sure that you genuinely get useful information presented to you where you can choose to interact with it and it's augmenting the experiences that you're having as opposed to just being sensory overload, which will cause people to take their classes often. Perhaps not use them very much, which is not the experience that uh, anybody wants for these AR glasses. Of course, the, um, in the same way as people have grown accustomed to to mobile phones and can't live their life without them, we're expecting that AR glasses will take a similar, you know, over the next ten to fifteen years, will take a similar path, and over this, over, over that similar kind of time frame, ten to fifteen years, become as ubiquitous as the as the cell phone has been. Yeah, and I I feel like the irony
0: here and something we're not talking about is that the challenge of context is solved by having the hardware, meaning having the glasses, right? So that's that's the context that Siri currently lacks when we scream at her, I need to order more cereal. Actually, that's probably more Alexa. There's just a lack of context. And so potentially we're in a situation where one of the very problems with virtual assistants is actually solved by the hardware for augmented reality, giving people that better experience that they need Essentially, getting us past those annoying Alexa devices all over our house.
1: I agree, and 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 you know, and you have you have the audio component, and you have the visual component, and the, and a, and a location component as well, providing a further data point to that contextual understanding of the type of AR experience that's required at a given point in time.
0: Well, i got to tell you yet again, I really enjoyed the conversation. I learned a bunch talked to a bunch of people in my career and I have to say it's not always a day that I get to learn something new. So thank you. Really enjoyed our conversation today. Super great to be here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the invite, Doug. And so just everybody knows it is dinner time in London right now. So we really appreciate your time here at the end of your long day and a long Monday. All right. Look forward to speaking next time. Okay. That wraps up this episode of the revenue generator podcast. Thanks to Faisal Galaria, CEO at Blipart for joining us. If you would like to learn more about Faisal or contact him you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or you can contact him on Twitter where his handle is at phase fais underscore vor or visit his company website at blipper.com. just one link at our show notes I want to tell you about if you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast head over to revgenpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter apply to be a speaker on the revenue generated podcast. Or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which will answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is MarketAdvocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed on the next business day. Okay. That's all for today, but until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.